I'm Jack Thurston. Welcome to The Bike Show. Many of us ride bikes just because it's a fun and practical way of getting around. But what about those for whom it's rather more than that? How important can riding your bike become in life? And what can it teach you? What Follows is a guest production by Stuart Watt and features reflections on life as lived by those on two wheels. Personally, I think it's almost a kind of a meditative state, a form of meditation, if you like. There's the whole freedom thing. Oh, it's a total obsession. Okay, the race will start within the next 30 seconds. The bike, the best bike at the moment, is a specialised Ruby Crow. It's a Colnago CLX, the full carbon. Black at the moment, I ride a Ripple bike. It's a carbon fibre bike. SCR carbon women specific. Don't full carbon. With the duress. My present bike is an Italian bike, a De Rosa. One. <laughs> right, have a good ride, everybody. Enjoy uh, your time out there on the road. Say hello to everyone. Before I could ride a bike, I didn't run a bike, I tried a bike till I was 13. I remember travelling up Loch Lomond side. Um, in the 1950s, 53 or 54, I think it would be, in my dad's car, and it was a sort of October weekend, and we passed this bunch of cyclists, and I remember looking out the back window thinking they must be tough. <laughs> my earliest memory's probably going back to, must be about five or six, maybe a wee bit older than that, when I was first learning to ride my bike. The man across the, the road there was a member of the CTC, I was always amazed to see him. Uh, cycling his bike off down the street, coming back many, many hours later. I remember riding in the front path in the at the house. Um, I see, aged about, must have been about six. Well, my father was into cycling, so that sort of pulled me towards that. Both my father and my uncle were cyclists, and I, I remember them talking about cycling. You know, the runs that they they went on, and in those days you didn't get kids' bikes. I had a trike or a bike with blocks on wooden blocks on the pedals and that's what I had. The case they going down right next to my house, the football pitches down there, going down there and just getting the stabilizers off. The winter of I don't know, the obviously the early sixties. Uh, and and able to, to pedal off and balance yourself, of course it's a great feeling. You know, the first time properly would be in the garden path aged about six. And I remember uh, the younger days into the bike and that was the only thing that I ever thought about was cycling, you know, there was nothing else here at school, you went to school and then you cycled. We lived in Springburn, the houses were called the railway blocks, there were railway houses behind, the back door was the street level, there was a street and I, I learned to cycle there. Uh, my dad wasn't particularly keen or good at teaching folk to ride bikes so I just ended up teaching myself, which doesn't it's a complicated process. <laughs> Watch other folk and then do it. The biggest emotions I can remember after, to come back up to the house after learning to ride, to come back up and you're like that, you know, saying dad, saying to mum, you know, that's him. He was doing it sells down there and you're like that, yep, that was me, I'd done it by myself. Uh, but my earliest memory is really getting out, away out of the city, away from the tenement buildings. And uh, it was a, a whole new world was opened up to me. I think I got my, I was a bit late in getting my stabilisers off, I was about six, 
um, and we kind of did the whole family picnic type cycling. School holidays, what are we going to do? Right, okay, so we've got an interest in bikes. But let's do something different. I was, I was launched from one person towards another person and uh, they caught me and turned me about and launched me and I learned to go a bike, yeah. I would be 14 or 15 when I got a racing bike. My mother was resistant because you'll get a, a humpy back, she said. <laughs> I tend to think, you know, looking back to the way that I grew up and the school that I went to and the, the low expectations that that was there in the, the community, that I somehow think you, you grew up with a, a little bit of an inferiority complex. And I think that's a great and wonderful thing if, if you've got something to prove. And I, I didn't really think it was out of the ordinary. Nobody else cycled. There was probably a stage, I'd say probably about 12, 13, where it was a bit kind of naff and then I thought I actually don't care people think that because I enjoy it the main thing you know you're quiet at school and because I was at secondary school there wasn't much I didn't think there were 300 odd pupils there there's not much an opportunity I'd say for me as quite a quiet person uh, to do it but in cycling I was able to do it I was able to be someone different it gives you a bit of confidence and then you become a different person I don't think it was really anybody else at my school at that time when I lived in Guruk that cycled. Not proper cycled, you know, people, yeah, people had bikes and say, mucked around on bikes after school and stuff, but nobody else really cycled the way we did. And certainly no girls. I'm sure there was other people who admired, were able to admire you from afar. I don't think any of my friends, immediate friends, had bikes. Maybe they did, but I don't remember that. Yeah, you were very much sort of on your own in Glasgow as a We moved house when I was about 16 and it was almost like at that point I thought well people I'm going to go there I'm not going to pretend I'm somebody I'm not I'm going to get there and I don't care what people think and actually then people were more impressed by it you know because it was something different Well I think it's different you know, when I was growing up in, in cycling, I, I kept the company of, of, of other cyclists who, well, how we define them, certain amount of bravado. It was all to do with, and certainly from the racing point of view, uh, how much courage you had. The ability to make people work. The ability to be able to turn it on and people to actually look at you and say, that guy's he's good, that good, and that sort of like um, being recognised is a big thing with it. It was all to do with courage and bottle and effort and I, I like to think that whatever it is I do I apply myself in the same way but it's, it's not mainstream yes riding your bike in a gang of kids around the local estates was fine but the whole kind of going out and riding your bikes more seriously was a bit kind of naff but to be fair once I started racing that kind of went out the window and I kind of thought if people think I'm Look stupid, I don't care. You know, in any sport, you've got to be strong, you've got to be, but you need about you need an element of luck. And you've got 
to believe in yourself and other people have got to believe in you yeah it was something it was it was totally different it, you were like that everyone says I'm a footballer I do the most extreme sport probably that's different it's maybe such as like basketball or something like that or golf but then you say you're a cyclist people go like that that's something a bit different yeah it makes you stand out but it it's a good way of standing out I think it sort of got me, I was a bit wild at the time, I think it gave me a focus. <laughs> it means it's very different, you know, and it starts changing your perspectives and things as well. Generally speaking, it's a sport for an individual, and it requires a lot of individuality and self-awareness and self-application. You just, it was, you just always got a thing of getting away from everything else when you were out on your bike. It definitely took me away from standing on a street corner, drinking butt fast or whatever. Well, it's, it's like any sport, you, you get caught up in it, you know, your other, your other pals are, are going dancing and you then think, well, I've got to get up tomorrow to get down at the West Ferry, to cycle down. You take you, you, you up at half past five. So on Saturday night, you, you know, I, I would go to my bed at nine o'clock. And there's a race leader who came off the pedal and there's a I think that gave me a focus. Um, which could have been running, but uh, ended up cycling. Running, I think, associated more with school, and I didn't enjoy school at all. Cycling is one of the things. It's, it's very, very. It does. It teaches so many life skills. To be honest, I mean, if I was, the, I don't know about anyone else, but when I was thirteen, fourteen, I had different things from normal sort of people. Well, what I would class as normal people, you know, everyone that like I said done football, but cycling, cycling, it's a, it's not like a, a Sunday sport. You know, it's something you need to be good at. You're out every day, and so it teaches you commitment there. After my cycling, I, I had to go and uh, educate myself, as it were, and uh, do hires as, as an adult rather than as a school child, because I didn't do them as a, as a teenager. And then I had to do a university degree, and uh, I was able to achieve that by applying myself in the same way. As I got older, it actually made me more confident. It gave me a focus and it gave me a direction in life to go and I'm still on that track. I, I remember other people thought that, that was strange but then how, how else could you get up at five, have your breakfast and then cycle down to Lang Bank to take part in the race? You know. You have to be bloody minded. You have to think, right, okay, I managed a mile this week. Next week it's going to be a bit further, that kind of attitude has to be there, so that's within the individual. And then when you get older, it, those skills are still there, so you can apply them to different things, like your job, you can be committed, you can be driven, you're driven to succeed. You, you learn very quickly, especially in a sport uh, like cycling, that, uh, that, that you're on your own and that you have to be organised, you have to be able to look after yourself. But there's always another challenge, there's always something else to try, that's... The great thing about cycling, you know, even when I go just now, you know that, you know, when I get fitter, you know, I want to go faster. Well, it's hard to know what came first. Did, did you have the streak of independence, or did that did, did give you the independence? But certainly, we both paid off each other. 
defines you a lot as an adult. Yes, it must. It must define you. What you do does define you. Purposeful keeps coming to mind. The best example I've heard, you know, when I was younger, um, my dad used to, well, when I got older, he started telling me this. What he, the reason he used to go out on his bike was to get away from, you know, the, get his time to himself, get his sort of peace and quiet, and that's to de stress from the home life. And just the, the sheer energy that, that uh, uh, it brings out in you, it's, it's just a great and wonderful thing. It's the, the freedom, it, there's so many aspects of it, and I think this is the great thing about cycling compared to a lot of other sports, leisure passings, whatever. You get the fresh air, you get to see the countryside, the freedom, but you can cover a large distance in a small length of time. It just clears your mind, you come back in, you're refreshed, and that's you set for the rest of the day. The best time to do is your bike to me is in the morning. You get up, do your bike, get the fresh air, get a bit of work and then that's you set for the day. Well, it's a freedom. I mean, my, my, my uncle, he best described it. When he was, I think he was 14, he worked as a bellboy in a central hotel. And at that time, you know, Glasgow was full of smog and, and he, he just couldn't wait to leave the city and go out into the, fresh, into the countryside, into the fresh air. It's partly a practical thing. If you want to be able to stay with the guys on a Sunday, you've got to be fit for it, so you've got to be out there. So, a bit like playing the piano, if you don't practice, you become rusty. You can still do it, but not to the same level. So, I, I think it's a kind of it's a cause and effect. You know, something of a, this is what I want to do, and that's what I've got to do to achieve it. In your minds, you're just thinking, like, you know, it's, you're not really thinking that much, to be honest, other than how you're going to ride that bike. That's why it's such a, you know, like a stress relief because you don't think of much. Well, subconsciously you obviously will, but you know, consciously you don't think of much. You just think about riding your bike. In the job that I do now, a very stressful job, teaching, I feel it alleviates stress instantaneously. And uh, again, the sense of freedom's there, the sense of enjoyment, the sense of uh, adventure is still there. And there's the buzz you get, you know, Glen Tress going down Spooky Wood, flying around the berms. That's, it's almost like being on drugs. Not that I've ever really taken anything, but it is, it's, it's a high. It is, it's, it's an adrenaline high, which you, I guess, it's hard to explain to anybody who doesn't do it. Because it is, it's it's a different state of mind. It's, yeah, there's nothing like it. The sense of freedom that you get when you're on your bike, it's, it's, it's a strange sensation. It takes you away from your, your, your daily life. Well, I enjoy cycling, getting fresh air. It's a sport, but it's also the social side of it. For a while, when I was 40, I discovered running, did half marathons and things like that. And 
what my wife has commented on is that it seems to be more of a social side to cycling than there is to running. Uh, we went to a restaurant, it's named... You ride along the road, you see somebody you've never met in your life before, where no matter what sort of bike they're on, you wave to them, say hello to them, they've stopped at the side of the road, you say, you are right there? It's, it doesn't matter if you're a cyclist, you're yeah, all the same, you know? Yeah, there is a huge bond, because I think whether you've toured or raced, there comes a time when you do a, a bit of physical suffering. Everyone has has uh, endured and experienced this physical suffering. It makes you happy to see... You see somebody out riding your bike and you think, good for them, they're enjoying it. If you see somebody miserable, that's a different thing. But, you know, it's always... I get pleasure of seeing people enjoying riding bikes. It's always the same sort of people that's attracted into cycling. And when you meet somebody else that does it, then there's an automatic bond there. The thing is, if you're in a group... The miles go by quicker. In any group, you tend to get a, a language, like you know, a profession has its own language, which other people might know the words but not know the meaning. I noticed when I was first time I was in Mallorca with some English cyclists. If there was traffic on the road, they would shout. On traffic on the road, they would shout "car." I thought, well, what does that tell me? <laughs> Whereas an oil was usually oil on or oil up which meant there was a truck behind you or some sort of a danger on the road. The best one I ever heard was, you look ill, you must be going really well. So, I mean, you're obviously quite fit. And uh, the person's like, oh, what's wrong with you? You got the flu or something? He's like, no, 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 you don't look, you look ill, you should be in your bed. He's like, no, 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 I'm fit, you know. There's things like that. Then there'd be the hunger knock, which was when your uh, blood sugar level would go right down. If you get the hunger knock and you're miles from nowhere, you're, you're in a sorry state and uh, an experience I think everybody should have at least once. You can do it on your own, you can do it in a group, you can cycle just about anywhere if you've got the right bike. It gets it gets you in the countryside and uh, you see sites that you don't see when you're flying by in a car. a good feeling of moving along under your own steam. Yeah, I think that's what I would put it as. It's, it's just a great and wonderful thing. Again, the sense of freedom and uh, the sense of travelling. It's, it's all there, sort of, uh, in the melting pot. And, uh, as I say, very difficult to define, and it's maybe just as well you can't define it. things if you talk to a cyclist about, you talk to him about his bike, he'll go in and talk about every single point of his bike. And another thing is crashes, the reason you talk about crashes is you think, probably when he came off the bike was he thinking about it, when we got back to the shower, he's probably thinking, my god, what a brilliant story to talk about. Because I think cyclists are a bit like, you know how we kids when they get their scars and their scratches, like, ah, did you see this, look at this, look at this. There's also the sort of motoring lobby that thinks cyclists should be run off the road, and unfortunately some of them try to do it.
we take up room, we get in their way, we slow them down. I have to say I'm worried about traffic these days. Uh, I have had friends who have lost their lives. I was going through Falkirk one day and this woman turned into a driveway and took me with her. We were going down a kind of farm-type road, quite loose, rocky stuff, and I just suddenly had this, I'm not in control. I've crashed three times. We were in the last bend at the bottom and there's these wee car pops that snows round the corner. What well, smashed my helmet, black eye... I think I probably broke a finger. I get the easy one. I ended up landing in the grass. There were three guys come down behind me. One had a broken arm, the other one had a broken collarbone. My youngest accident I had was, um, which is probably my worst, the bike just sort of took, it sort of just slid away from me. My face went right along the side of the kerb um, and I cut all the top of my eye. I couldn't see it in my eye for, oh, I don't know, four, four or five, a couple of weeks anyway. I turned into a driveway with her. I, I, I was on... You know, I wasn't injured and I didn't make a big deal of it. And you know, I mean, I said to her, you know, you've got to be careful. Whether I should maybe I just laying down and get me an ambulance and get me a neck brace. I don't think it'll work again. First concern is normally your bike. How's my bike? Is my bike okay? Always like to go and seek out the quiet, quieter roads, which is becoming more and more difficult. I think as a cyclist, if you've got that desire to get back on your bike, it will help you through whatever your illness, injury, whatever it is. I think, I think maybe I, th- I think after those times I thought, oh, this might dent my confidence. But you just get up and get on. You know, maybe a wee bit more careful initially. I'm still one of the fastest downhills. I remember years ago doing a, a running relay from hmm, St Andrews, Arbroath, to Edinburgh. And I remember climbing into the minibus for my wee rest as it went along the road and discovering that a lot, a few of these runners, a significant number of them, had been cyclists but kept falling off so they switched to running. <laughs> so, um, so maybe it is, maybe the true cyclists just pick themselves up where the, the non, non-cyclists go running. <laughs> I used to go out my bike and there maybe like some stresses or something I had, just um, thinking about different things, things weren't going right or whatever, or I couldn't be bothered with something. It actually would give me a bit of time to think about it and mull things over. So when I was just riding my bike for just sort of the sake of riding, it was more, I wasn't riding it to be fit, I was just riding it for a stress relief, so my head was... Oh, it wasn't all over the place, but it was very sort of relaxed and calm. I could actually have a look at things and think the things weren't as bad as I thought they were, you know. So it was very, my mind was more sort of relaxed. It still defines me in many ways. You know, it's not the only way that it defines me. I would take people to think that, that, that my whole life just added up to cycling. I mean, I'm, I'm a husband and my father, and I suppose that. that that filled the the gap after you know I, I retired from cycling. 
retired from ra- racing, that is, because I never actually retired from cycling. If I didn't ride my bike, I'd be locked up in a straitjacket by now. Well, maybe not, but um, yeah, it's the way of, way of coping with everything else that's going on in life. Cycling gets you away from the day-to-day stresses and it keeps you going. You know, I um, remember going through, I guess, a bout of depression, really, um, a few years ago. And the only thing that got me from day to day was knowing there was a cyclocross race on the Sunday. My life is basically road cycling. Because if I'm not riding my bike, I'm organising something to do with bike. I'm organising a race, or doing the sky rides, or uh, working with the kids in their summer school, you know. Just trying to get people to enjoy the bike as much as I have, because I've had so much out of cycling. For me, you know, coming from a working class family, he, the you know, I, I've been all over the world, eh? You know, I've been all over the world. Met Prince Charles, Prince Philip, you know, I've been all over and uh, I, I, I live in this fabulous house. You know that through cycling. Someone has said to me, you know, what, how would you survive if you couldn't ride your bike? Well, I would, you know, you just get on with it. If you can't do it, then you can't do it, then you find something else. Even when I tried to stop riding my bike, I was still out my bike, whether it's once every week or, you know, three times in a month. I was still out of my bike at some point because I had to go out in it. What would it take to stop me cycling? A nuclear war, maybe? <laughs> or the loss of a leg. I've, there are some one-legged cyclists, so maybe I shouldn't uh, commit myself to that. Being paralysed from the neck down. I think that that would be the only thing that could stop me riding a bike. I couldn't think of doing anything else in my life. I, I've been cycling all my life, you know. It's just something I do, you know. And it, it just comes naturally, you know. I, I go out and I pedal away. And... Exactly. Number one in second place as the bell goes on the final lap. I used to joke that I'll stop cycling when the sun's coming to take my bikes away because I'm a danger on the road. I don't think I'll ever stop, you know. Being a cyclist, I don't think I'll ever stop a bike. You know, whether it's... You'll always keep doing it because it's his obsession, you know, which is the key point of it. I don't don't see me ever stopping cycling. I don't think there's any need to stop cycling. And that's 20 years, that's more than half of my life has been wrapped up in cycling in one way or another. No way. Life without bicycle. It's just not, 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 not worth thinking about, really. If I wasn't cycling, I don't know what I'd be doing, I'm being honest. And if somebody turned around and told me that I couldn't ride my bike, I don't know what would happen. I'm, I'm still fit. Last week I helped, I helped my daughter move. And I think she went up the three flights once, and then I, it was me that was up and down the stair carrying the stuff because I'm still fit. My plan is if the roads become too clogged up, too dangerous, then it will be mountain biking and canal bike riding. 
That's where I, I, I see the future. Well, it's relaxing. Um, it's also kind of purposeful. Hopefully, there'll always be life in two wheels. It's very important. It's consistent, you know. Whatever else happens in life, there will always be a bicycle to ride. That was a guest feature by Stuart Watt. Thanks, Stuart. If you'd like to contribute material to The Bike Show, get in touch. The email is bikeshow at resonancefm.com. I'll be back next week looking at bicycling and soundscapes. Until then, goodbye.